Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Right, well, I am going to leave this tiny bit in for everyone because I think this is important, right? It oh, occurred like to me when I was editing. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my goodness! Because okay. let me explain. Yeah, it occurred to me when I was editing the podcast last week that you know the bit of music that we play, your like keyboard cover of yeah. the Friends theme. Yeah, that you you actually made like thirty seconds worth. Yeah, and all anyone ever hears is I think it's think it's eleven seconds before yeah, it you, fades. You shortened it once. I remember this. So I thought, as a little bonus, <laughs> shall I let everyone hear your full version? Yeah. Have yeah. Because you, yeah. you shortened so, it once. I remember this ages ago thinking, oh, we should put the full version at some point, but then we never Yeah, exactly. So um are you ready for the full version? Are we just gonna play the whole thing? Yeah. Alright. There we go. Please, actually, given you, can you do the introduction for it? What do you mean? Well, like, you made it, so you do an intro for your full version. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting the world premiere of the full 30 seconds of I'll Be There For You by the Rembrandts, covered by my small electronic keyboard. There it is, the uh, world premiere. It does sort of fizzle out, doesn't it? <laughs> like I think it does. I made. I, you can when tell I made the point it, at which you got bored. <laughs> yeah, I got bored, and I was like, "Ah, it's never going to be longer than that." Yeah, because um, we always sort of like uh, fade it out. Just thought it'd be worth giving people the opportunity to hear the full thing. There you go. I'm glad. I'm glad it goes all the way into the chorus, which never gets played, frankly. So it does. Um, do you know the bit that I actually fade it out at is usually the clappy bit. Yeah, that's very early, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe we should start running it a bit longer under the intro, Pete. How do you feel about that? Um, 
Anyway, let's move on <laughs> to this week's episode. Would you uh, like, for example, a request? Yeah, go on. From Claire, innit? Well, if she's going to ruin it, then why bother sending it me to make it look like I'm sending it to you in the first place? It's actually quite a concise message. So if anything, Claire, Claire ruined it herself. Hi. <laughs> no, ruined it. She's absolutely smashed it. Efficient. Hi. I'd like to request the one where Rachel finds out. Such a good payoff after a season of Ross pining after Rachel. Given I was fairly young when I first watched this episode, I didn't really understand the plot line with the fruit basket Melanie. With the fruit... I put the word there in accidentally there. With fruit basket Melanie. Yes. Now... Yes, there's a lot to talk about here, Claire, isn't there? Uh, she goes on. Watching it back, I find it kind of strange how normal Melanie is given Joey's dating choices. God, why can't I read today? How normal Melanie is given Joey's dating choices. I think you've got cocky seasons. now. We've aired your full version of your, uh, your theme. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm all of a fluster, Pete. I can't read properly. Yeah. Also, can we talk about how fast Ross and Julie went full on couple given the trip was only two weeks? Claire. Yes, we can talk about all of this, can't we, Peter? Wasn't it only one week, actually? Uh, oh, I don't know. Can't I swear remember. Ross says in the episode, I'm, I'll be away a week. It's 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 very, very quick for them to be coming back full on, like, kissing like a couple, like they've been together for years. You know, like when they're, the, they're getting off the plane, they're like, they're having this little couple kiss. Oh, I can't wait for you to hit me, my friends, uh, blah, 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 blah. And it is, it is very quick, isn't it, to be fair? Here's your synopsis, the one where Rachel finds out. 456673. Uh, Not a great production code, didn't that didn't is like it? the three at the end, no. no. Tell you what, interesting one here, written by a name we haven't seen before, <laughs> or certainly haven't discussed, Chris Brown. Hopefully not that one. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been very young at the time, wouldn't it? Would have been very young. Um, anyway, here's the synopsis. The museum sends Ross to China to procure a dinosaur bone just before Rachel's birthday celebration. Chandler advises Ross to get over Rachel and find someone else before leaving. Ross asks Chandler to give Rachel his present at the party. Uh, during Rachel's birthday party, Chandler accidentally lets slip that Ross is in love with her and a big decision presents itself. Meanwhile, Joey's new girlfriend, Melanie, wants to sleep with him, but Joey's participation in a fertility study requires temporary celibacy. That's a tough sentence to say. Temporary celibacy. Uh, Should we start with Joey and Melanie? Yeah, who, um, I mean, the obvious point to make here is how uh, bizarre Melanie is as a romantic interest for Joey compared to all of his other romantic interests. Yeah, that's exactly what Claire was saying, right? It's, it's like she is so different in almost every way from looks to personality to sort of to everything to, to what Joey tends she's, to find attractive. Is, she, right? is it fair to say she's a bit older as well? She she seems to be a bit older, doesn't she? Considering this is the very first season, so they're all supposed to be about 23. She does seem a bit older, doesn't she? Um, and I just think future Joey would find her a bit like goofy yeah right she's a little bit kind of I, I feel like she'd be quite a good match for ross yes exactly exactly um let's scroll back right to the start and joey tells them he's doing this fertility study and they react like he said i'm gonna get my dick out on the subway and wave it around yeah. like they react like yeah. there's such a weird thing to do and frankly for an unemployed actor seven hundred dollars to go a to a room and have a wank once every two days, I cannot. I cannot see why they're not being incredibly supportive. 
Mm. And maybe even, you know, Chandler and Ross will need to do it themselves. If my friend said, guess what I'm doing and guess how much it pays, and it was that and it was that amount of money, I think I'd immediately just be like, give me the fucking details. How do, do I people still pay this? men for... for um, Sperm donations? That. Yeah. I don't know. Why wouldn't they? Because I don't, I don't think I've ever sort of... <laughs> Yeah, you make a good point. Been offered it, the opportunity. <laughs> uh, paid sperm. Oh God, my history is going mad. Paid sperm donations. Become a sperm donor. You'll receive a full, thorough health check. How am I compensated? We compensate for every approved donation. EuropeanSperm.com. How do you approve a donation? <laughs> it does feel a bit like yeah, that's the, sperm. That'll do. The accountant doing like the receipts and just uh, double checking all your all your paperwork, yeah. doesn't it? Uh, uh, you get oh my god! After every donation, you'll be given twenty pounds cash. See, cash is good because you wouldn't want it to be like here's an M and S voucher. No, you well, need, I don't know. Maybe you would. That's fine. Uh, anything, anything. If you're oh. If your sperm quality and screening tests are approved, you will receive an additional £15. Wow. There must be 48 hours between ejaculations, classic Joey scenario, which means you can go up to 12 times a month. 35 quid. Pete, is this something we should be considering? <laughs> um, look, it's, if, if it, there is a cost of living crisis, that's all I'll say. You can make, that's like, that's 500 quid in three months. Yeah. Well, I haven't just done the math. It does say it right here. <laughs> um, Put your spreadsheet out. And you get a free STD screening. Like, um, that is just responsible. responsible well, I, I should I should hope that that's part of that process. Yes, no, that, that makes sense. Because otherwise, that, wherever that's ending up, it's putting people at risk, isn't it? Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. There you go. Anyway, look, I think we've talked about this for far, fairly too long. I just thought it was strange how weird they found it and how like willies basically they acted like they're all at school you know yeah, yeah. And i also found it strange that, that joey didn't tell melanie that he was doing this i don't think this is such a mad thing to be doing i think it's weirder that he basically spends two weeks acting fucking shifty <laughs> like there's something wrong with his genitals do you know what i mean like every time she sort of goes to touch him he's like whoa whoa he can't go down there which just seems more suspicious and weird to me than going at the start of the two weeks look i'm doing this study here's the deal equally if he did have sex with her yeah um and then donated how would they know that he'd had sex i did wonder this and i wonder if this comes in the uh, and to, oh. <laughs> I wonder if this is to do with what this European sperm bank is saying, Pete, where they check your, probably check your count. Oh, goodness. Maybe it'd be more diluted if you just had sex. Wow. Know? Okay. I'm just, um, I'm just, you ask the question. Don't get all prudish at the answer. No. Okay. Fair. It's also part of the podcast where I feel like saying, if anyone's a new listener, this isn't really what we talk about <laughs> it just it just is relevant to the episode of friends i don't want this to be one of those things where it's like oh I tuned in to talk about friends and i just heard two men talking about jizzing <laughs> but why in did your, your defense, action go more northern <laughs> i don't know i don't know i really don't know um so anyway 
Joey is dating Melanie. He's not having sex with her. She really wants to have sex with him. And he's brought her. It's quite odd that he's brought her to this party, isn't it? There's nobody else at the party apart from the six friends. Actually, five, because Ross has gone to China. Like, it's a very intimate party. And it seems like Joey and Melanie have only been dating for a maximum of a week because it was mid-experiment, right? Although they have gone to a lot of effort with the birthday decorations, because not only are they everywhere, they also seem to have, at one point, just like let off a massive party popper over a potted plant. Yeah, a bit odd that um, for Rachel's birthday barbecue, where the guest list is five people, she's gone on a date. <laughs> yeah, she's left into it. She's just knobbed off and had a little date with Carl, who is awful, but we'll we'll get there later, won't we? Yeah, he's a bellend. Um. And then we get this sort of sequence of Monica. There's a lot of, um, what's a podcast friendly way of putting this, Pete? There's a lot know, of uh-huh. oral sex connotations in this yeah. episode yeah. from Monica advising Joey, not very subtly, but still to a level where Joey doesn't get it. Cause doesn't have to be that though, Dave. Could be, uh, a lot of fingering. <laughs> Yeah, you're not you're not helping the reputation of this podcast when we've just moved on from an extensive my, look, conversation the, the, about the subject but, matter of this podcast is dictated by whatever is in the friends episode it's not my fault that it's all about it no that's true it is all about do you know what's weird about this whole episode is how surprising joey finds it and how sort of a revelation it is to joey that maybe the woman's pleasure should be a consideration in his sexual activity. Yeah. Uh, I, his eyes are open so widely, aren't they? He's so uh, thrilled to have discovered this. And the interesting thing is, he claims to have been amazing in bed before this, but I don't believe that's true. Well, he would have been rubbish, wouldn't he? Been very selfish. But he was very confident that he's like, you know how I'm always amazing in bed and... You know, earlier in the episode, he's saying, well, I can't do the things I would normally do. What are the things you would normally do if they are yeah. not, like, pleasuring a woman, for want of a better phrase? There's one joke that comes from Melanie that I don't fully understand. Yeah. You know, after she said, oh, somebody's going to get a big fruit basket tomorrow, which is funny, because, <laughs> yeah. you know, that being a way of thanking someone for their... Uh, yeah, she really... <laughs> the writers have really made fruit baskets the entirety of her personality, haven't they? But then, the odd thing is that after after that, when she sort of goes on about what a generous lover Joey is, that whole speech ends with, you're practically a woman. Why? I presume it just means, on either a sexual or non-sexual level, that you are not selfish, right? Yeah, I, I think guess so. I think that that's what follows. You're you're very self selfless, and you're taking care. I mean, it's either insinuating that Melanie has slept with women, and that's been much better sex than she's ever had with men, which I can imagine being true. Or well, I didn't. I didn't conclude that. No, yeah. I didn't immediately conclude that. But that's a, that's a potential. Uh, um, Stop making Melanie a lesbian, Dave. Oh, she's a healthy bisexual woman, Peter. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, and then. Healthy. <laughs> I don't know why I used the word healthy. That was well, she's awesome. getting a five a day. She's getting a lot of bloody fruits. A lot of fruits. <laughs> God, nothing if not healthy is our Melanie. Absolutely uh, not. Either that or she is just leaning into some sort of slightly stereotypical 
analysis that women are less selfish than men which, to serve yeah yeah do you know what i mean so i think it's probably just that it does seem yeah, a bit lazy and stereotypical doesn't it it would have probably been a better joke to imply he was like some sort of sex toy mm. do you know what i mean i do think that every other day sorry i'm going back to the sperm bank briefly yeah. um Every other day is a lot of effort to go to, to to go to this place, isn't it? But I suppose if you're getting seven hundred dollars out of it, then it's worth it. Yeah, if you go into a, it's 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 if you said to me, go and work a part time job, and that part time job lasts ten minutes every other day, but you get seven hundred dollars, I think I'd do it for that, wouldn't you? And a few wanks. Well, right, and the job itself is fairly pleasurable. I don't know if it is actually pleasurable or whether it would just be <laughs> no, it'd be very slightly uncomfortable. Well, not uncomfortable, but awkward. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't imagine you have to do it in front of anyone. <laughs> well, just, no, I didn't mean <laughs> <laughs> just going to the doctor's room uh, uh, in your own time, whenever you're ready. I'll just yeah, be holding. I'll just be holding this bucket. We'll make some notes. Yeah, <laughs> bucket. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I don't like this episode. No, I don't. It's got really weird. Oh, never mind. Anyway, uh, so Monica's encouraging Joey to 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 think of melanie he doesn't get it but clearly he does at some point click because that's what he does uh she is so happy melanie oh yeah she He's, is uh... so thrilled even though joey's acting really strangely because like i said before the way he's doing this is a bit fucking weird he's he's just trying to skirt around basically taking his own pants off at any for at any cost he could have done this in a much less weird way. But she doesn't even notice that. She seems so happy. I just worry about what Melanie's sex life's been like in the past, you know? Doesn't seem like she's had a very good experience. And yeah, it feels like the low man bar has kicked in here. Like, just by being, just by doing one thing nicely, she's absolutely thrilled. Well, I'm glad she has a good time. She clearly has a good time, Pete. Judging on the fruit baskets. Yeah, well, there's a lot of them there. There's a lot. That is a lot of fruit baskets. I mean, even from a props point of view, I just thought flipping it. That must have taken a long time to to put together those fruit baskets. Or there's a Manhattan fruit basket retailer. Well, LA, I guess, if it's for props, that has done very well out of that. You know, that is the most anyone has ever considered the creation of those fruit baskets. Oh, absolutely. And if if not on this podcast, where Pete? Mm, quite. Uh, before we leave this plot line. We, I don't think we could possibly leave that this plotline too soon. No. Oh, too soon? No, oh, too... Uh, too... Yeah, yeah you, too you soon. Mean, you want to jump out of this plane, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, want to, I want to get rid of this. Yeah. <laughs> Before we do, we. I mean, we have to touch on the worst sort of line in the whole thing, right? What is that? The, it was like a ticker tape parade. Yes. The vividest of all vivid images. Oh, wait, no, hang on. Doesn't he just mean, like, the celebrations? I don't think he does, Pete. No, he does. Don't. No, he does. He does. He means it was like there was so much celebration to so much enjoyment I, I that it was like I think that's a naive that. interpretation of the joke, No, Pete. no. I think it's a naive interpretation of the joke. Oh, that was horrible. <laughs> That is horrendous. <laughs> and Chandler's line, which I never really got in the past. My, I know my room is very close to the parade route, which is an excellent sign off to that, to be fair. 
And I do enjoy the interaction between Joey and Chandler where Joey's opener is, you know how you always think you're really good in bed and Chandler says something like, the fact you would even ask that shows yeah, how that little you know me. Um, but yeah, no, I think Pete, I don't know. Let's take a poll. Please drop us a message with your interpretation of the ticker tape parade line. But I think, I think you've, I refuse. I think I you've refuse sheltered yourself there, Pete. Yours. I think you well, Phoebe, Phoebe mummed yourself out of the end of old yellow there. Okay, maybe. Less death, but certainly. Don't, don't finish e- it. An end of sorts. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Have you recovered after the advert break? I wonder what the advert was for. Oh, no, it could have been something really inappropriate, couldn't it? We don't know what adverts go in. Can you imagine that? Anyway, we move on. Do you suffer from erectile dysfunction? Don't. No? The rest of this this, this episode is fairly... uh, Clean, 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 clean. This is very clean. Uh, Yes, okay. Ross, China, Rachel, the finale. So this um, finale episode was originally supposed to be about Ben being born, but then they sort of somebody pointed out no one gives a shit. About yes, ben. yes, I remember this point being made because Ben ends up being born quite early on. Second he? ep, yeah, real early, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, the romantic dilemma is more appealing. I think. The Ross and Rachel storyline, and to be fair, this is still at a point if you're watching this fresh, where the Ross and Rachel sort of storyline is not a bit of a oh, for fuck's sake, you know. Like, it's still exciting, it's still the first time, it's a will-they-won't-they, all that sort of stuff. But we start, Peter, in the coffee house, where Ross, strangely... Is two centimetres from Rachel's face? Yeah, and but manages to take a sentence that she uh, has uh, intended to be about him kissing his own baby son's face, and basically turned it into some sort of weird sexual fantasy with Rachel. Hmm... I didn't like that bit. I thought it was weird. Well, there's also a bit where, um, a little bit later, where I can't remember, it's either Chandler or Joey says to Ross, oh, what are you on about? Like, she's never shown any interest in you. Which isn't true, because earlier in this actual series, she kind of has, because she said that she would go on a date with him. Yeah, it's definitely, it's a tricky one, isn't it? It's a tricky one. What I would say is, she hasn't shown enough interest that he should be doing the level of public pining that he's doing you know like he is yeah, a mopey okay. little prick in the start of this episode isn't he he is oh this oh this oh is she here who's, who's carl oh my god she's talking to another man oh you know like and i get it if you're in love with someone and you want to sort of get through that yourself but it's a bit much to be moaning to your mates about it at this stage it's not even a thing is it it's not even like a it hasn't been a relationship at any point. He likes her. She's not really shown any reciprocation. 
stop moping. Uh, and Joey and Chandler serve up some stop moping about it, your miserable sod energy, right? And he's, they're properly like, get over it, go, do something else, find someone else, meet someone else, just this isn't going to happen. Ironically, they're all wrong because, you know, it turns out she does decide that she wants to be with him in the end. But Julie gets in the way. I did sort of think when Julie appeared, I was like, ah, oh, can't be doing this faff, this toing and froing between Ross and Rachel. It's just, I know this is the sort of start of it all. Yes. Yes. But at this stage, I did feel quite sorry for Julie knowing what's Oh, to, yeah. None of it's her fault. What's to come. She seems nice and fun and normal and friendly, doesn't she? And I think she gets probably, well, let's not spool ahead too much for well, people also, that haven't watched but- season two yet. But Ross makes the point that, um, oh, they're going to, I can't remember what it was, but that they'll sort of take the mick out of her. Yeah. He sort of acknowledges the fact that that's a hell of a difficult group to get into. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's like, you got to meet my friends. They're awful pricks. But <laughs> yeah, you've gotta, exactly. We're going to have to get over this hurdle somehow. Um, well, at least he's aware of it, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't help her though, does he? No, he really doesn't, no. And he sort of sets her up for a fall in the end, doesn't he? Poor Julie, poor, poor Julie. Anyway, it's Rachel's birthday. They're throwing a barbecue, a rare barbecue for the friends, I'd say. Yeah, agreed. Not sure how many, if any more barbecues they ever have in that apartment or anywhere, in fact. You'd really annoy your neighbours having a barbecue in that that setting, wouldn't you? Yeah, because it's not even an official balcony, is it? It's out the window, and it's a bit like, yeah, I think everyone would be pissed off. I mean, I'm not even allowed barbecues on my on my terrace for fear of smoke going up, and this is 2023, and I feel like there's better ways of solving those issues now, you know? Yeah, fair. But there you go, that's by the by, Pete. That's just my life. We're not here to talk about my life, are we? It's Rachel's birthday. She gets a fucking fruit basket from Melanie. Of course she does, because Melanie's only got one personality trait, which is apparently, well, fruit baskets and, well, whatever. Her and Jerry end up coming. (laughs) I was trying to dance around it after your protestations, but that is basically what a personality that is. Two personalities. Yep. Her two default modes. Let's not think about what she does with those bananas. Uh, My main issue with this entire episode, Pete, out of all of the problems, how big is that fucking travel scrabble? Yeah. That is not travel. That is regular stationary scrabble. That is the size of a jigsaw. Chandler makes a point about taking it on a plane, doesn't he? You, you, that's that's half your hand luggage. In, th- in this day and age, mate, that's a Ryanair-sized carry-on, you know? That's the one you yeah, get for true. free. That is massive. I thought a travel thing was supposed to be like a little fold-up, you know, twice the size of a deck of cards kind of thing. I used to have travel, guess who? How big was it? <laughs> uh, pretty small. Right, thank you. Was it good? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. You ever play it? Yeah, occasionally, yeah. on long journeys. Who with? Uh, probably my sister in the back of a car. Huh? Who won? Can't remember. Huh? Name one of the people on Guess Who. Uh... Oh, my... I can... Do you know what? I can picture him. There's the gingerbald guy. There's but I think the... he was called Bob. Maybe. There's the blonde guy with the moustache. I can picture Susan. Susan, yes. White hair, red lips. (laughs) God, what a game Guess Who was. What a fucking game Guess Who was. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Guess Who. We're here to talk about many, many things, apparently. This has been one of, I'd say, our most... 
uh, rambly podcasts of all time. Possibly. And I'm enjoying it very much. Hard to tell whether anyone's enjoying listening to it, Pete. <laughs> Hard to tell. Uh, can we talk about the brooch? It's a bit naff, isn't it? Minging, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> They're all fucking fawning. And I get it, it's supposed to be one that a grandma owned and blah, blah, blah. And it's really old and sentimental. But, but equally, it's horrible. when the point is made that, oh, we know what, when Chandler drops Ross in it and says, oh, do you remember when he fell in love with Carol? And he bought her that crystal doll. <laughs> <laughs> Carol, Carol was like Ross's teenage sweetheart. So he's bought a crystal duck for his teenage lover have you ever considered ever in your life up to this point buying anyone a crystal anything no i think i don't think there's much um desire for crystal items in anyone under the age of i'd say about i'd say even that feels quite young yeah young for a crystal duck eh it is young. but even if you're even if you're gonna get anything crystally why a duck at what age do you think you'll be when you appreciate a crystal duck? Well, because of friends, I would love it if someone bought me a crystal duck now, obviously. But take away the reference to friends. I honestly can't see myself ever craving a crystal duck, Pete. <laughs> like, I really can't. I can't think of a situation, age, time in my life where I just think, do you know what's missing from this room? A fucking crystal duck. No, I think you're right. It'd be interesting to know if we get targeted adverts for Crystal Ducks now, because that should really happen, shouldn't it, considering we've talked about it so much. But wouldn't it be quite valuable? Yeah, Crystal Well, clearly, because Ross spent a fortune on one. Famously valuable, like, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Just not sure, not sure what purpose the Crystal Duck serves. What I would say is the whole sequence around Crystal Duck is absolutely joyous. I absolutely love it. Chandler blurts yeah. it out. He thinks everyone knows. He forgets Rachel's there. His entire, all the anxiety of him trying to like, oh, no, 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 fling and fling and all of the usual. That's like really good early Chandler energy, isn't it? And I really yeah, like really Joey's good. line, like, keep rubbing your head. That'll turn back time. <laughs> that really makes me laugh. The question must be poised. And also posed, because that's what posed? you do to the question. <laughs> <laughs> I am poised waiting to hear the question you're about You to pose. poise for my posing, okay? Okay. How the fuck does Rachel not know? I mean, come on, woman. You're not that unself-aware. Like, the, they, they keep, they literally ask her, and you really didn't know. And she's like, oh, well, he sort of mentioned it once. It's like, that man acts more like he's in love with you than anything anyone has ever done in the history of the world. Well, and also, he was literally about two centimetres from her face, almost smelling her yes. uh, at the start of this episode. I so. mean, she, and she was completely oblivious to that, in fairness. But my God, woman, you need to pick up some little hints, eh? Uh, but she's off on a date. She's off on a date with Carl. She brings Carl back to the apartment. He's awful, isn't he? I mean, I can't think of a single attractive thing about him. Not even his tie. Terrible tie. Uh, I don't know why you're hating on electric cars. Come on, Carl. Get with the programme. Yeah, oh, Carl's a bellend. He's a fucking bellend, isn't he? Do you know what the really interesting thing about Carl is, Pete? Go on. <laughs> I'm like posed, I'm waiting. Dramatic. Pose, ready for my poising here. Um, in the longer version of this episode, the D- you know, the DVD one where they have the extra scenes, Rachel leaves the apartment and tells Monica, you know, I'm off to the airport to meet Ross. I've left Carl out there. And she, just, I've got the script here. Do you want me to read it to you? Come. Rachel says, Monica, listen, if you want the rest of my day, I'm not going to finish it. 
And Monica says, Rachel, he's not a sandwich. And Rachel, <laughs> and Rachel goes, I know, he's an investment banker with tickets to the opera. And Monica goes, hello, and waves to Carl outside and goes on the date with Carl. Wow. Oh. Investment would, banker with tickets to the opera. I can't think of a, a less attractive yeah. hinge profile. That is not an incentive, is it? Fuck me. That is absolutely doggo. Terrible. <laughs> Um, have you ever been to the opera? Yes, it's awful, Pete. It's absolutely I was going to say, I bet you've been to the opera. Of course yeah. I've been to the opera. I'm very cultured. Uh, no, uh, no, I mean, I love musicals and as well. No, you know. you'd have been to the opera if it was like a parody, like a, uh, oh, it's Oprah, but uh, Oprah? Oprah oh, the opera. Opera. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I'd be more interested in. Opera Winfrey. Yeah. I uh, could see you go to some sort of opera parody of another thing yeah and no, i've been to like actual operas as well and let me tell you they're impossible to follow usually in a language you don't speak the singing is dreadful it's too long it's too warm the costumes are ridiculous the end like it's just it's not for me pete musicals are the natural evolution of opera we have musicals okay. because people were like, opera's a bit old, isn't it? Should we make it more modern and accessible? And I feel this way about Shakespeare, Pete. Don't get me started on Shakespeare. I won't. Good. Um, I'm not a big fan of the weird imaginary Ross. I find that whole thing a bit odd. It's a strange sequence, isn't it? And Friends is usually rooted fairly heavily in realism. And this is a strange Star Wars-y kind of scene, isn't it? And dream version of Ross has far more confidence in his own sort of flirting ability than actual Ross does. Yeah, and he just makes a move. And I mean, this is Ross and Rachel's first proper kiss. Yeah. In her weird daydream fantasy thing. It's not even real, yeah. Not real. But you're right. She is kissing like assertive Ross, you know? She's kissing confident Ross. And he's not real. I'd also never really clocked the airport similarities with the final episode of Friends. And I imagine that to some degree that's intentional in the end that that, that sort of plot line happens in the final episode of Friends. But there's a lot of toing and throwing. Are you going to make it on time? Yes, I am. Yeah. Calling after him in departures, not being able to get through to him, that kind of thing. Yeah, you're quite right. Very I mean, similar. I hadn't thought of that, actually. But there's a lot of, I guess if you wrote the beats down, they'd probably be quite, quite similar beat for beat, wouldn't they? Yeah. Oh, there you go, Pete. It started as it would finish. It finished as it would start. I also like the fact that Ross comes in and says to Monica and Rachel, uh, Monica and Phoebe, uh, if you want to reach me while I'm in China, you can't. Because <laughs> that's just, <laughs> they rely on his itinerary in order to make any form of contact with him. I, I, I absolutely love that. Like, what an absolute throwback. I don't believe that. I mean, that is insane that you just can't be reached in any way. Surely you can be, but... Yeah, I mean, that does make the whole Ross away in China, Rachel can't call him at all thing uh, sort of work, doesn't it? But what a mad time. What a mad time to be alive. Also, talking of old communications, Melanie calls Joey's friend's apartment to say she's going to be late to see him. She's very organised. Yeah, but calling... Can you imagine calling the friend on a phone of someone you've been dating for under a week? Yeah, true. I know, obviously, we do a little a little WhatsApp these days, but still, I think I'd just be late. Yeah. Why hasn't you called Joey on his phone? He's got a phone. I, I, it's a good point, Dave. I don't know where to go. Thanks, Pete. Just play a fucking story. <laughs> Quiz? 
Well, yeah, it's last week's quiz, isn't it? Yeah, but I want to do it again now, just so. I, and I've also got, oh, okay. I've also got last week's quiz for us to do. Have you actually managed yeah, to get I got to it? it? I got it because I found my laptop, okay. didn't I? Yeah, fine. Um, oh, that's my update. Where did you? Where well, Where did you find your laptop? Someone had moved it into my bedroom, and then it like slid behind my bed. Right. But that is an update that I think people would be interested in because a lot of people have messaged this week asking about the laptop. So it is found. It is found. So quickly re- redo the quiz from last week about this week's episode. Then we'll do the quiz from this week about last week's episode. Okay, so this quiz is from Claire. Thank you, Claire. Uh, question one. How much does Chandler say Joey owes him? $17 jillion. Correct. Who is Rachel having drinks with? Carl. What does Chandler buy for Rachel's birthday? Travel Scrabble. What date does Monica say Ross and Rachel would be 15th. starting on? What gate is Ross's flight arriving at? Oh, 17B? 27B. Fuck. God. I mean, it is well easier when you have watched the episode. I'll give you that. <laughs> very, that very true. That was my takeaway. Oh, the, the gate. I mean, not... we stand very little chance of getting anything with a quiz about last week's episode. Hey, let's try it. What's the name of the restaurant next to Kristen's apartment building? Can't remember. Dots Spot. What date is Megan's wedding? <laughs> Can't remember. July 25th. You wouldn't have got either of those last week, I don't think. I uh, know. I don't think so. What is Ross drinking on his date with Kristen? And what is Kristen drinking for a bonus point? She was drinking red wine. I remember that. A beer? I think maybe a beer. Uh, oh, a pale ale and red wine. Oh. Yes, it was a pale ale. You're quite right. I remember noting that. I'm thinking that was, yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, question four. This is a game of blankety blank by the looks of it. Monica has to narrow blank appetizers down to blank. Joey chooses blank. It's 12 down to, down six. to six. And he chooses yeah. 15. He adds three. 12 and six. Yes. And question five. What is Joey's proposed spending limit for the day? That is six dollars, Peter. I can tell you that for free. A slice. Six dollars? I was thinking more like a hundred. Yep, yeah, correct. Oh, oh, we did better than that. No, than I we thought. did all right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah well done us. Uh, um, what's next week? Pleater. Pleater. Yes, I just combined the words please and Peter, and I'm quite okay. happy with it actually. Okay. Um, what's next, next week's episode? episode is uh, season nine, episode three, the one with the pediatrician. Oh, I think I watched that recently for some reason. Well, Alice would like you to watch it again. Thanks, Alice. All the best. Speak to you soon. All the best. Goodbye. Bye. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.